Hey, what's going on, FCA Palm Beach County family? Jason Banzoff here, area representative and producer for the FCA Palm Beach County podcast. Our mission with FCA is that we see every coach and every athlete in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. Now, before we get started, there's a few things that I want to talk to you about today. And I really want to dig in real quick about the theme for FCA this year. So the 2023 theme is greater. In Christ, you have greater potential, you have greater promise, you have greater performance, and you have greater purpose. And I kind of wanted to dig into this greater performance aspect for a second before I actually sat down and started recording this. Uh, Lord gave me a verse that he wanted to share with you, and it was Colossians 3.23. It says, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. And I think sometimes that's a really, really hard verse for us to to kind of to live by, right? Because when we have a job and our boss might not be the, the the nicest person to us, they may have said something mean to us or whatever that is, you don't want to work quite as hard for them, right? Because you're doing it for them, but they've already made you upset. They've made you mad about something. But when you take that moment, you realize that you're doing it for the Lord. It totally cha- changes the whole landscape for you. Even if you're a student and you have a professor or a teacher or whatever it might be that, that isn't the nicest, you're hardly ever on their good side and they're mean to you, whatever it might be, you don't want to work as hard. You're just kind of trying to get by. But when you sit there and you think about it and you go, okay, I'm doing this and I'm doing it directly for the Lord, it totally changes everything. That leads into this greater performance piece of that. You see, when you realize that you're doing it for the Lord, it totally changes how you do it, the ways you go about doing it, and the results that you want to see in the end. So ultimately, when you see, hey, I am doing this for the Lord, I am working for the Lord, I'm going to school for the Lord, everything I'm doing, I am doing this for the Lord. I'm not doing this for my boss. I'm not doing this for my teacher. I'm not doing this for my child, my wife, no, whatever it is, I'm doing this for the Lord. And your performance goes up because you realize this is who I'm doing it for. I am doing it for the Lord and no one else. And also, I wanted to give you a little ministry update. So as an area representative, I'm one of the ones that goes to Kaiser University. I'm going to go back maybe about a year or so, and I was driving down military trail, and I passed by Kaiser University, and something stirred inside my heart. And in October, we had the chance to go to Kaiser and sit outside the school with some Chick-fil-A and just have some conversation with students. And towards the end of the year, got to start doing a couple huddles. Well, starting in 2023, we really hit the ground running and wanted to do the best that we could to be there for the students at Kaiser. And over the past two months or so that we've been there, it's just been amazing to see what God is doing. We did a big, big party there, a big launch, and we had pizza and we had wings and, and we were just there for the students. And we were able to, to meet people and have conversation and get some interest and, and see how we can grow what we're doing at Kaiser. And a, and a couple of weeks ago, we were having a conversation uh, with one of the students there and, and they showed up for this event, but they were ready to give up. They said they wanted to go to bed and not wake up. But when they saw that we were there, they knew that, that God was trying to speak something to them. And after they shared that, uh, Christy Boussard is also in that with me. She asked her if she knew the Lord. She ever asked Jesus into her heart, and she said no. And then in that moment, we led her into the prayer, and she accepted the Lord. We gave her an athlete's Bible, and everything changed in her life. She came back the following week, and and, and Christy encouraged her to read uh, the book of James, and she came back, and it was highlighted, and, and it was amazing to see that work that was done in her life. And that's why we're there, and we're starting to see student leaders that want to step up and see the Lord do more uh, in that in that campus. So we're there, we're on fire, and we are super, super excited 
for what God is doing. All right, now I'm super excited to get to the guest that we have for you today. Clyde Christensen is a former NFL coach. Does the name Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, does that ring a bell to you? Well, he has coached both of them, and he has won a Super Bowl with each of them. And his faith has always played an important part in his coaching career, and I'm excited for you to hear from him today. Listen in as Greg Anderson and I have a great conversation with Clyde Christensen. Greg, Clyde, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for setting this up for us. Yeah. And uh, special guest today, Clyde, thanks for uh, spending a few minutes with us here on the FCA podcast. Love what you guys do and really a privilege to be with you. Awesome. Uh, so, Clyde, uh, you and I go back to 1986. I believe that was when we first met. Uh, you rolled into East Carolina and Greenville, North Carolina. I was a grad assistant there. Was so excited to see you joining that staff. Uh, there were a handful of Christians. Uh, Coach Art Baker had brought you and I on staff, and uh, we had opportunity to sort of be a be a light and a witness there um, in that uh, in that setting in that environment. And it was awesome to be a part of a staff and to watch you develop your football skills and and uh, develop that offense, and at the same time. Uh, being a man of faith, and that really uh, caught my attention. Uh, so that's that's really where I want our conversation to begin today is uh, talking about the most important thing in your life, which is which is your faith. I know we could go a long time about football, and we'll talk a little bit about football here. But talk about your faith, Clyde. W- when did your relationship with Christ begin, and and how did that happen? Yeah, they. Um, it really it is all that really matters to me, and it really really. I see this, what we do in coaching is just a calling. And, uh, and I always kind of wanted to be a layman. I was, um, adopted. I was adopted out in Los Angeles from the Salvation Army Hospital for Unwed Mothers. Had a teenage pregnancy and, uh, she put me up for adoption and they led her to the Lord while she was in the hospital and actually became a Christian. And, and, uh, but she kind of left me there with instructions. If you find a Christian home, put them in it. And if not, I'll come back and pick him back up. So really blessed right from the beginning, just even through the adoption, just God's hand was on my life and for which I praise him and, and I'm grateful. And, uh, and I went to it. I was adopted by a pastor and his wife who couldn't have children and just great, great, great folks. Both have gone to be with the Lord here in the last three years, but just I, my testimony would be that I, I never remember a day that I didn't know Christ was my savior. Now I think there probably theologically was a point where, he entered or whatever, but as as a person, I don't remember a day not knowing that, that he was the head of our family and, and the head of our life. I went to an FCA conference in Santa Barbara. The Kiwanis sent two people from all of Los Angeles County from every high school, and I kind of thought it was a sports camp, and that certainly would be a turning point for me that I went. We jumped on a bus, and it was wild and woolly, just, you know, <laughs> but, you know, just marijuana and dope and drinking and just a, just craziness, and as they bust all these kids up to this FCA camp in in Santa Barbara, and uh, but about about like it like happens with FCA, about the third day, all of a sudden revival broke out and the spirit moved, and next thing you know, I I, I was forward and knew that that uh, kind of just etched in a stone, and I knew what I was going to do with my life, and that uh, that and that was to follow Christ and whatever whatever He called me to do. So I think that was certainly one of the big turning points, the adoption, the FCA camp. And then I ended up going from California to the University of North Carolina. And when I went there, uh, 
a couple families adopted me there, just read that I was a Christian and was transferring in there in January. And Danny and Ann Lotz, um, who I, friends, great friends of FCA and Dr. Graham's daughter, they just called and said, Hey, we read you were a Christian. How about if we pick you up and we'll take you to church and out to lunch? And, uh, so I was like a stray dog. I really just hung around with them for the whole time at North Carolina. Didn't We weren't of the means that I could go back and forth to California. So they really just took me in with their kids. And and uh, I think God kind of, they let me, kind of embedded me in their family. And he was a huge influence on me, just seeing what a layman looked like. He was a dentist and had a tremendous ministry. And uh, she was she was a Bible teacher and had a huge ministry and, and, uh, they just, and just, they really ac- gave me access completely. I vacation with them. I, you know, just had great times. And, and I think those, that would have certainly been one of the times things that had a huge impact on me on ha- what the Christian life looks like after college, as a husband, as a family, as a father, you know, and as a layman trying to have an impact on whatever, whatever occupation God called me into. Hmm. That's beautiful. It's so cool to see how the sovereign hand of God was working in all those situations. Uh, almost two adoptions, one at the beginning and then one again in the college environment. And um, those people that God put around you were, were influential people in your life. And you, in turn, p- picked up that baton and began to influence others. I hope so. I, I think the other thing that happened was he had my wife picked out for me, and she was 3,000 miles away. And uh, and uh, again, another adoption just into her family and kind of that East Coast. And, and, and uh, yeah, so it, it, it was. I, I came out of college. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do like a lot of people. And a guy named Steve Sloan, who was very active with FCA and was down at Ole Miss, a Christian coach. And he I met him at, at Black Mountain at a, at a boys' conference, FCA boys' conference at Black Mountain. And he said, why don't you just try coach and see if you like it? So, Sure enough, I went down to Ole Miss with him and, and loved it, loved, loved everything about it and uh, knew what I was supposed to do with my life and the uh, journey, the adventure, if you will, kind of started there and then, then it was on. It's been 43 years of uh, kind of a roller coaster ride with me hanging on to Jesus' <laughs> cloak and just for dear, hanging on for dear life and, uh, and ups, downs, arounds and uh, kind of what that coaching coaching life is like. And uh, But man, what a blessing and what a neat journey it's been and how faithful God has been on it. Yeah. Well, one of the things I've loved just watching your, your path develop is, is how faith was always integrated into what you were doing uh, in the right way, you know, and some, some coaches, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm following Christ. And they'll say that on Sunday, but you start the film on Monday and it's like, Whoa, wait a second, which, which guy are you? <laughs> and I love the consistency that I've seen in, in, in your life through the years, through the decades, you know, it's not, you're a Christian one day and, and not a Christian the next, or you're a Christian in this environment or not in this, you know, um, you, your faith is real. And, and uh, so I, I applaud that. And I thank you for that because um, how you've done family has impacted my family. Um, I would say I would say this that I, I, two things that jump out at me. I always wanted to be a layman. I loved FCA. I loved the church. Obviously, grew up in the parsonage of a church, of a pastor. And uh, but I always just kind of wanted to see, you know, what God could do in the marketplace. If it was really real, then you know, then in, in the college atmosphere and in the NFL, and eventually, and just in school systems and just. just what it looked like, and if could I live it out? Could I really live it out? And would he really show up and make a difference? And uh, what's the answer to, 
to both of them was yes. And, uh, and so I, I think that, you know, my faith walk, my Christian life, you know, just has been one of those that, one of the things I love about coaching, I love and hate about coaching is just, it's a walk of faith. There's been many a day where I was parked in my parking place and going into the Colts facility when you're the offensive coordinator and just, just praying and saying, Lord, if you don't show up today, this, this job's too big for me. I can't, I, I don't have any ability to do this on my own if you don't show up. And, uh, and I think that's one of the neat things about coaching or it's moving to another town or getting fired at a place and, and, uh, you know, just moving and having no idea. That's why I've always loved those old Testament stories of Abraham and Moses and they just pick up <laughs> and take everything they own and they load it on their back and go to the next place, you know, and just uh, the only thing they got is God's promise that he's going with them. And, uh, I love those old stories because it, it's been real for me. It's been, it's been really real for me and, and the kids and, my wife and uh, just, Hey, I, I don't know what God has for us, but I do know this. He's going with us and he's got something for us. And, and, uh, and that, that really has been a blessing to be in a profession where you walk by faith and you, you get tenure and you're, you're all set. And you, you know, it's just one of those things that each year is a new year and, uh, and it's a, it's a volatile profession. And, uh, and it, I think it's been neat for our family. I, I think there's been some guilt, but, but God's been just a, guilt on not having a hometown and, you know, just being a little bit of a gypsy life, so to speak, you know, there's, you know, we're reading the Bible through with a bunch of coaches and we're in the old Testament where Abraham and Moses are doing that right now. And it's just, you know, I, I, I take great strength from that. I've always, I think one of the things that was embedded in me was a love of the word of God, which has helped a bunch, which, which I would tell you was one, maybe the foundation block for me is, is that the word of God? I've always kind of had a hunger. I always enjoy it. I've always enjoyed reading it. I've always, you know, I've always pulled a lot out of it, even from all those Old Testament stories. Half the coaches here say, I, I like to, I like Moses better than Jesus, but I, I really do love the <laughs> New Testament too. But I do love those Old Testament stories. So, yeah, Clyde, talk a little bit about how you've passed along that love for God to your kids. And now your kids have grown up. Now they're married and. <laughs> You, you and I were talking one time about your son-in-law and how he's allowed the word of Christ to richly dwell within him and just brag on your kids a little bit. So, Yeah, no, I, I would brag on, I'd have to start bragging on my wife because, you know, I started out in the, in college and it was, you know, we were spending a lot of time away from home and my wife had to do a lot of this on her own and, uh, and uh, I just wasn't around, but I just, felt like God was going to be faithful to, cause he called me to do it. And so that was the only, that was the only, um, consolation to just being away and feeling guilty and feeling like I was moving my kids all over the place. But, uh, he's really been faithful. I tried to involve him in coaching a bunch. I had three girls, three great girls. And, uh, and just tried to involve them in what I was doing and tried to always explain to them. We would have a lot of family meetings and just sit and say, Hey, here's what dad, God's called dad to do. And uh, we're all in this thing. And uh, we tried as hard as we could to have folks over to the house for the kids to meet the players and for the kids to come to practice. Deb was great with the hospitality. And, uh, and I think, I think the neat thing on it was twofold. One is players and other coaches got to see what a Christian household looked like, what a, you know, where you were trying to do it the Lord's way that it, you, you had a chance to model it out. So a lot of, a lot of kids that we coach, have never seen that. I've never seen a marriage work or family work or sit around the dinner table and certainly open the word of God and, uh, you know, have a little devotion after dinner. And that, that's always been part of it. And I think also for my kids to see dad 
in his element and to see these kids and to be around all kinds of different kids with all kinds of different stories. And, uh, you know, that my girls grew up just hearing stories of, uh, you know, crazy stories, crazy stories of, you know, recovery or drug abuse or parents that deserted them or, and, and then some great stories where they were, you know, came, came through Christian homes, but they, they saw from all shapes, sizes, colors. And, uh, and I think that was really, really a blessing that a lot of things that maybe I feared from a world standpoint of, you know, what am I doing to my kids, moving them all over and not being around enough, the Lord took and just turned to assets. And, uh, and so they're all living for the Lord and, uh, praise God. And, and, and now raising their own Christian families also and have, have found Christian spouses. We, we always went to Black Mountain to the coaches conference in most most of my adult years and, and for me that was always really a staple, a staple. You know, it was one of the rocks that we kind of built our family on. We had didn't have a hometown and that kind of became our hometown that uh, you know, there was all other coaches families, the wives understood what the demands of a coach's wife was, the kids knew and and uh, two of the my two oldest daughters married guys who they met through FCA so so it, 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 FCA has been a big part of our lives. That conference we still go to. I, I, I don't know how many years that is in a row, but we started in about 1976, and I don't know that I've missed it <laughs> since then, and we still go again this year, the Lord willing. So it really has been one of the neat things and kind of provided a, a hometown and aunts and uncles, if you will, for the girls, and uh, and they've helped raise the kids. And uh, and so it's it, it's really it's really been a neat thing. It's been a a rough life at times and, and certainly an adventure, but it's, it's been a blessed life. And, uh, and like I said at the beginning, God has gone with us, which, which is, which is at the end of the day, there's the great story of, um, of Moses and he's going in and he's going to take the land and, and God shows up and he says, Hey, you're, you're going to be successful. You're going to take the land, but I'm not going with you. And, uh, and Moses had, and one of my favorite stories of them all, Moses says, you know, if, if you don't go, I'm not interested in going, and uh, right, right, and uh, that's kind of, you know, and then goes on in a in a great dialogue to say, you know, you are what differentiates us. I'm I'm not, I don't want to go. So I had no interest in being successful if he didn't come with us. And uh, yeah, that's powerful, man. And you're you're sharing some really rich stuff and and i um as you're talking about black mountain i'm thinking about yeah i was there in 1987 and, and sitting there on the porch with you and you're coaching me up on marriage uh joni and i were uh just starting out in marriage that was what 36 years ago and um you're coaching me on marriage on how to be a dad how to be a husband how to be a christ follower how to be a young coach you were coach. You were coaching me up, and I don't even think you knew it. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, by the way, he coaches football too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I've always saw it that way. That it was as a layman that the football was the price you paid. You know, I always tease it. it was an awful lot of red zone and third down meetings for a chance to share five minutes of your of your faith with somebody. You know, it was a, it was a <laughs> lot of hours for those couple minutes that he gives you. But man, it's just been it's been fruitful and it's been. It's really been a neat thing, and God's I, I praise God for His favor, you know, on on just opportunities to share and uh, and 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 again, the football is important, you know, that it's it's how we stay employed, it's what we called us to do, so we're supposed to do it well, and we're supposed to do it with some excellence and uh, represent Him well in the workplace too, and it opens up the door. There's not, you know, I don't think that 
Peyton Manning's interested in um in you being a crappy coach and then you wanted to tell him about Jesus that that he wouldn't have any interest in that. That you you have to you have to do a good job also, and uh, so that was really really important to me. And we tried to work hard at it. Let's talk a little bit about football. Um, so yeah, uh, I know that football was a, a platform for your ministry. Um, but did you aspire? I mean, from early on, did you aspire a, a, as a kid to you know one day I want to coach in the pros and coach the best of the best or, or i mean was that on your to-do list as a kid or how did that happen i absolutely didn't know what i want to do i didn't know i love sports i love team i loved i loved everything about being a part of a team i loved everything about competing and uh and the camaraderie of the whole thing i didn't know what i wanted to do when i did finally know i wanted to coach it and that really happened at Ole miss then i think i always aspired to, to being a high school coach or being at like a division three place where you could stay for 50 years and coach a couple of generations from the same family, coach someone you coach and then coach their kids and coach their kids. And uh, that was what I always aspired to. I, I, in my testimony would tell you that, you know, I really think probably that I didn't have what it took. Cause I think it's probably the highest calling in our profession is the high school coach that I just think that, you know, to be on those campuses and to be embedded in those campuses and, and uh, as rough as it is on the gospel to be on those campuses, but it's the, it's the, it's a, it's a great place. It's where you can really be a light. And it's the way, it's what I love about FCA and Christian coaches that it's, you know, it's a way to embed one of our own on a public school campus and have a chance to, to, to get the gospel and be a light in those hallways and in those gymnasiums and on those football fields. So I think that's the highest level. I think I probably didn't have what it took in God's eyes. So he, he probably did some other things with me and kind of made me a cheerleader and, uh, and, uh, maybe an encourager of those guys. And, and, uh, and that's where the, the thrust of the black mountain ministry would be to high school coaches and their families who are on the front line of this thing. And I think God's kind of given me a role on trying to be an encourager, a financier, if you will, and just find scholarship money for these guys. And, uh, and, uh, but my aspiration was really to do that, to be at a, a tiny college or, or more, more likely a high school. And, uh, so this, this, this wasn't exactly what I had in mind. We, we, we bounced around in college and coached there for, I think 16 or 17 years. Coach Dungeon and I became really good friends. I had no thoughts of being an NFL coach, no aspiration to be an NFL coach. I don't look at NFL as the highest level of coaching. I, I, I from a Christian standpoint, I really do see it as, you know, one of the second or third tiers with the high school coach being the premier job as far as the kingdom goes. I, I believe that all my life and I believe it to this day. And uh, so I don't think of myself as the highest level that way. I see myself down a couple of tiers, but coach Dungy and I became good friends, much like what you described. We were just a couple guys trying to figure out how do we do this thing right and do both sides of the equation, right? That, you know, there were, we're going to be good football coaches we're not going to compromise our family. At that time, when I got into coaching, you could find some guys who were really neat Christian guys, but kind of compromised on the professional side. And they just weren't very sharp coaches, or you could find a ton of successful coaches, but they had compromised on the family and in the marriage and, and on that side of the equation. So I think we kind of forged a friendship of just, hey, if God called us to do it, there's got to be a way to do both sides of this equation right. And uh, so that's always been the goal. Be a really good coach. Absolutely don't compromise our marriages or our children or what God's called us to do. And uh, and uh, so I stayed in college, 
Tony got the Tampa Bay job. I went to Tampa Bay the first time and ended up having a second round, but I went with him the first time. And that was my first experience. I left Clemson and went with him. And uh, that was my first NFL experience. So I think I was 16 years in college and maybe the last 27 or eight years, 26, maybe seven years in, in the NFL. But uh, that was really more, again, relationally because of Tony and us being like-minded on what we felt like uh, coaching was supposed to be for us. That's so awesome. And Jason, I would just say uh, anything to get out of Clemson. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a... Uh, I'm a Gamecock, so <laughs> I was. I did, I did coach. I did coach both places. I, I did. I did spend a couple of years in, in yeah, well, Columbia, also. So I, I covered both bases there in South Carolina. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it, it's really cool. I was looking at earlier today. You know where God had you, and just you know, you've been such a light for the Lord. And it's like you know, Jesus said, "A city, you know, a light that's set up on a hill. A city that's on a hill is a light." You know, but like He literally moved your light around. And he, he wanted to impact a lot of people, and he did that through moving you around. It, it really is neat, and, it, and, it, and like all everything, you know, I just that's why I encourage young coaches. You don't know what he's up to, you know. You, you, in some places, he's taken us, and we thought we did it exactly. Of tried tried hard to do it exactly the way he wanted, it and got fired, you know, and got moved on. And uh, and in some places, you know, you've gone and you didn't want to go, and you know, you win a Super Bowl, you know, and. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it's, 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 it's an interesting thing that, that God has is up to a trillion things. You don't know what he's up to. And so that's why you do just kind of hang on and you're trying to be faithful to, you know, what you're supposed to do. But each place is just now you look back and you go, boy, I can understand why he took me there. You know, it wasn't the reasons why I went there, but he had something else for me to do or it's a relationship. It's, it's East Carolina in 86 and a long friendship with the Andersons and the Anderson family and the Anderson parents and, uh, which became a, a great friendship. So, you, you know, each, each spot was just different. And I've always preached that I really do think that, you know, he, he cares more about who you are at the end of the journey than making sure you're successful, that there's certain places he takes you to grind you, grind you a little bit. And there's some places he brings you to encourage and let you reset. And, and each, each place kind of had a different thing and each place had a, a different result. It wasn't always just, boy, you know, when do it God's way, he's going to bless it. Everything's going to go well. It, does, it, it doesn't work quite like that. It, it does in the overall picture, but not in a, not in an X's and O's and a W's and L's sense and uh, that coaches sometimes sometimes we feel like we're entitled as christians that you know if i do it god's way then we're going to win 11 games every year or we're going to win the super bowl every year and 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 that's that's not the case you know he's 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 up to a lot of things that we have no idea what he's up to and uh but overall i always share that all his promises that you, you know you just look back now and i just turned 67 you look back now and you just go boy he really has blessed you know we might not have hit the lottery or done this or that, but, but he's just blessed. And kids are walking with the Lord. They have Christian spouses. They're raising Christian kids. Um, you know, our marriage and it's just the neat things that you do look back and, and he has blessed. Sometimes we look at the blessing would be 25 world championships or division titles or those kind of 20, you know, wins and, you know, but, but I, you just look back and he just fulfills those promises. They just do it my way and it'll go well with you and going well with you isn't necessarily how we would define it as coaches, but it, it's certainly when you do look back, you say, man, he, he, he has blessed us in a, in a magnificent way that we couldn't have ever seen. Yeah. So good. 
So we just got a few minutes left here, but uh, look out on the horizon and uh, what do you see? Like what's, what's yeah. what, what direction are you sailing? Uh, what do you, what do you see yeah. coming up next? I, I'm, ex- I'm not sure. I, I know this, that my, my wife's, my wife, Deb's folks are elderly and uh, she really, really feels strongly to be a part of these last, whatever the Lord gives them last year in 97 and 94 right now. And, uh, and so we're going to head to North Carolina and she's going to get involved with caring for them on a day-to-day basis. And then I'm going to just see what the Lord has. I really, I really feel it's interesting. It's a, you know, you hit this age and you just feel like you have more to offer than you've ever had. And uh, I'm more excited than I've ever been. I have, I've, I'm, I have more to offer than I had when I was 25 years old. So it'll be fun. These have been these three years here with, with Brady, with, with Tom Brady were unbelievable. They were terrific and a blessing. And it just kind of was a good, good time and, and matched up. He was retiring. And I, I just thought that it was a time to get Deb up to her folks and then we'll, we'll see what he has for us. But, you know, I, I tease, I think all my family's worried because, you know, someone's going to get coached. Someone's, you know, <laughs> my poor grandkids may get overcoached, but someone's getting coached. And uh, so I don't know what that, I don't know what the next assignment is, but we're going to get to North Carolina. We're going to get my wife going with her family. And then I'm going to look for the next assignment that God has for me and uh, go attack it and try and do it the way he deserves for it to be done. That's so good. Yeah, I, I can see where with the influence and impact you've had on the players you mentioned already, the, the Bradys and the Mannings and and the Lux and others. I mean, you can still coach them in a different way uh, through a different season of life. It may not be, you know, how to throw the crossing route or how to throw the hitch, but um, how do you navigate a season of life? And, um, you know, you're – uh, which, which is one of the real joys of this thing that the relationships like the one with you just goes on and on. And, and, uh, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's great fun, you know, just hearing the stories and going to baptisms and seeing kids born. And obviously this year with Tom was a unique year with some things in his personal life. And, uh, and, uh, just, 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 you know, you know, that that's what you sign on for. That's what I see coaching as that it's, extremely relational and it's long term and uh not and those are the higher profile guys but there's a hundred folks god's brought across our path that have been you know really an encouragement to me and just 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 to stay involved in them and you just see them be dads uh you know one of the kids we coached at indy this indy is was one of our players and now he's the wide receiver coach for the Eagles, you know, just seeing his little family and his wife and, you know, thinking about when we first met him and just the journeys is it's a neat journey and it's, it's relational for me. It's a, it's a long-term relationship. And, and uh, I always share all the time. I, I, or Tom actually brought it up the other day. He said, the first time I met you, he said something interesting that stuck with me. And I, I he, he said, yeah, first thing out of your mouth was, he said, I want you to, you know, I see you continuing to win like you've won in new England you know, but it would be incomplete to me if you if you didn't win off the field too, and that it's you know that it is family, it is being a dad, all those things, and we we want to we want to win in all those areas, and not not just football. I think the biggest tragedy is we see you know ex players, and maybe we're unbelievably successful, and the other side of the equation, if you will, is a mess, and uh, and that's a tragedy. So I think that's the thing that try and give them a long view on. Yeah, we want to we want to win football games, but. We want to keep on winning long after football's done, and uh, and certainly that would be with a relationship with Jesus Christ and 
in their homes and in their personal lives. And, and, uh, and so that, that's always been the goal. That's always been, it's always been, again, you know, the coaching's fun. I love seeing guys improve, but I think the joy for me is boy running into them and they got their wife and three kids and they're living for the Lord. And, and, uh, that, that, that nothing makes me happier than that. That's really a, a great feeling. And, and, uh, and that's, one of the benefits of being at my age and being at this point in this thing and haven't done it this long that, you know, you do, you, you, you got some kids who you coached a long, long time ago and, uh, and they're well on their way and, and just yeah. doing, doing great with the Lord. Hey, if you haven't been there recently, I want you to go to the end of Psalm 92. I want you to read it. I'm not even going to tell you what it says, uh, but it, it's going to bless you. It ties in beautifully with what you're talking about. Uh, the very end of Psalm 92, I sent it to a coaching friend of ours uh, just the other day, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what God has for you next. Um, thank you for the time we've had. Uh, Coach, you're a winner. You're a disciple maker. You're an influencer, and uh, the, I believe the best is yet to come, brother. I'm, I'm excited. for I, I, I know that it is, and I look for. I love what you guys do, and keep making, making coaches, and just keep making our profession better. It's such a great high call in such a great profession if done God's way. And uh, you guys are, you guys are right on the front lines of, of encouraging us and making us sharper where we can influence them and uh, keep me kind of the corner man. You, 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 you get us set back up and then we go back in the ring and uh, swing away. And uh, I think FCA has been great for me that way, just a, a resource and just an encouragement kind of corner man, if you will, but I'm going to get down there to South Florida one of these days soon and uh, look forward to meeting your coaches in your area. And uh, I really appreciate the chance to share. Awesome. God bless you. Thanks for uh, being with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the FCA Palm Beach County podcast. If you want to be a part of what God is doing with an FCA Palm Beach County, in the show notes will be two links. One for the FCA Palm Beach County page and one for my personal page as well. We would love for you to partner with us so that we can lead coaches and athletes into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. I can't wait to share more stories, more life change, and more about what God is doing with an FCA, Palm Beach County. We'll see you next time.